It's a Dappa Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. No shirt, no shoes, no problem, y'all. Ian Brodsky. Claire Manship. It is the quarantine episodes! Ooh, it is this week's, this month's, this year's quarantine. This eternity's quarantine. I am so Uh, proud of us. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, same. I miss you so much. You're like five blocks away, but it feels like eons, like, like a galaxy. I was just thinking that, like, I, like, we totally could have, like, gone on the walk and socially distancedly said hello. Those aren't words. But, um, <laughs> like, we're close enough. <laughs> um, we are. Yeah. We can still do that. We can sit six to ten You're feet right. apart in, in the park. May- we'll find a time to do it, for sure. Absolutely. Especially because, like, your block has all those, like, really cool benches overlooking, like, the Bronx and stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. People are getting way too comfortable out there, though. I, I ha- I've noticed that. Oof. I mean, we'll get into it in just a minute, but let's catch the listeners up. Listeners, this is our first episode in, ooh, five, six months, right? When was the last time? Holy we- shit. It was before Christmas 2019. It was before Christmas I and think- Hanukkah. I'm trying to remember if we recorded episodes between thanksgiving and the holidays or if we just did them all right before thanksgiving and we're like that's it i remember that our last episode aired when i was going into rehearsal for bliss the same week which means we recorded it before thanksgiving so it's been like six months holy crap i know that's wild it doesn't feel that long so how you been? What you been up to? What have I been up to? Oh my gosh. Okay, well I'll catch I'll catch everyone up. So I feel like I'm gonna need to sneeze again. Oh my god. I don't know what it is. Every time I get on our show, I have to yawn, I have to sneeze. It's we're back at it, listeners. Don't you worry. Things are still the same. Um mm-hmm. and somehow different. Yep. <laughs> That was a, a big Moira Rose. And somehow different. Ooh, big Moira Rose energy. That was B-M-R-E. Um, B-M-R-E. B-M-R-E. Big Moira Rose energy. Is that the name of this episode, Ian Brodsky? I hope so. I think we've, we're like three minutes in and we found it. Like, we're <laughs> this is going great. It I'm proud of us. I know. It doesn't take that long for us because we just were, we, we know how to jump right back in. We're, we're pros. We really are. Um, Okay, so here's what has happened for me since we last were on the thing that happened this week. So I was in rehearsal during our last aired episode. I was in rehearsal for Bliss at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle. We were doing our pre-Broadway tryout, which uh, I was rehearsing in New York. And then we moved the show to Seattle in January, in late January. And then I was living in Seattle and working there... um, actually weirdly during the COVID outbreak in Washington. Right. Um, I remember when it was like first happening and you were still there. Yeah. It was really, it was weird because some people were making it a huge deal out there to begin with, which they should have. And we should have like had the information available to us. But it, it also like, there was definitely like a sense of denial out there as well. Um, Regardless, like, it wasn't hugely on our radar. We were doing the show. Oh, the siren is not where you are. Yeah, I know. The first one. Oh, my gosh. So, listeners, obviously, that is our favorite catchphrase. But just know, in the center of the pandemic, of course, there's going to be sirens on this episode. But we will right. you. Especially since I live about five, six blocks away from a major hospital. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, we actually, we live between uh, a couple of major hospitals, yeesh. Right. Um, okay, so where was I? Oh, so we went out to Seattle, and the show went pretty well. We got good reviews. We sold out houses. It was um, technically oh, yeah. very difficult, which was a little frustrating. We had some difficulty moving the show from New York to Seattle. A lot of the set is automated, and we kind of were at war with the robots for a little while, but... 
Oh. Um, it went really well, and um, I never performed, but they did let me come out for the final bow, which was really exciting. Aww. Um, yeah, it was really sweet, and it was wild because I had never seen the theater. You know, it's a 2,100-seater or 1,800. I don't know how many. It's it's a lot. And um, it was uh, it was crazy to see the house packed with people because I had only been out on the stage when it was completely empty, which was really weird. Mm. Um, so that was exciting. Loved that. And uh, Seattle is so cool. I really, like, leaned hard into hiking and spending time in the rainforest and exploring the Pacific Northwest and um wow it's like Lord of the Rings out there Ian it is like really it looks so crazy it is like all mossy and lush and like it was the dead of winter but it would be like 60 degrees and just like misty rain all the time it was so Mm. crazy um there were some weird I will say Seattle is, like, kind of a weird mixed bag. Like, it definitely is very hip and very, like, environmentally conscious as a community and as, like, a culture out there. But they, at least in downtown Seattle, it's a little sketchy. There's definitely sections of the city that have kind of gone by the wayside. They don't get very much attention. There's a lot of stores closing. But then there's also a lot of, like, new, sexy corporate stuff happening because, like, obviously the biggest names out there are, like, Starbucks and Patagonia. Um, right. So it it's an interest. It's a mixed bag. I would say that I definitely um, was a little wary of being alone there at night, which I never feel here in New York, but maybe it's because I'm, like, a savvy New Yorker. I don't know. Um, right. You and, can navigate here. Like, yeah. you already know that deal. Yeah. And weirdly, like, I was commuting from, I I provided my own housing when we were out there. And I was commuting into the city and I was parking at the parking garage, like, nearest to the theater. And, like, at one point, a guy kind of followed me in the parking garage. Like, there were just, there were things happening that I was like, huh. Like, the first day we were there, there were, like, three shootings. And I was like, hmm. I don't know if I'm, like, vibing with Seattle. This is a little creepy. But then as I spent more time there and got more in touch with, like, nature and the food and the coffee, like, it was a wonderful experience. And, like, I definitely see what the attraction to the P&W is and, like, why people love it there. So I was really grateful to go. And then uh, I came back to New York and I I worked for, like, two weeks. And then uh, the shutdown happened. Right. um, I did have coronavirus. I'm about, uh, I guess now, like almost eight weeks away from the point of contagion. Um, And I got... Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Oh, it's okay. My, My... Thank you for saying that. My symptoms were very mild. We pretty much... I was exposed... I mean, obviously, I live in New York. I was probably exposed like a thousand times, but... Right. We, my roommate and I figured out the like direct point of exposure came through um, her work because we were, were both nannies. We were both essential workers. So we continued working the first week of the shelter in place order. And when we, uh, she didn't, she started feeling not well and got and checked in with her boss and her boss told her that they had COVID at their house and she had been exposed. And then I realized that I had lost my taste. Um, and I like, I just thought that I was like buying bad Cheez-Its, but no, I couldn't taste them. <laughs> oh man. It was a little oh. while. Um, but yeah, so that's, now you're completely caught up listeners and Ian and um, I've just been spending the quarantine. I've, I've been taking some classes. I've been hosting some Zoom trivia, which Ian has tuned in for. Um, those have been great by the way like those are so much fun and like that's such a great like innovative way to go about that thank you like, so, so much. well done yeah totally thank you oh my god and you scored pretty well last time like you like, i was impressed with myself yeah you did better than most i will say like we my friend ryan and i have been co-hosting trivia ryan jacobs and we like you know we wanted to make it difficult i'll just say that we try to make it difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i've been baking i ordered an ice cream maker so things are are busy you know i'm all right i'm good doing my best um all right what is going on with you ian brodsky catch us up from december from december on i'm trying to remember what happened in december um so i think since we've recorded um 
the band I'm playing with has done a couple shows. All of our shows so far for this year have, of course, been canceled slash postponed, what have you. Um, trying to think, uh, did the holiday rush at Fancy Best Buy? Um, Fancy what's nice Best is- Buy! Yeah, Fancy Best Buy is, uh, is, they've been really great to us. Um, since, like, early to mid-March, they have been, uh, paying us to work from home. And wow. what working from home means, yeah. And what working from home means, like, that definition has expanded over, like, the past, we'll call it two months now. Um, so, like, there's training, there's, like, information, there's, like, a lot of, like, new items have shown up in our lap, so... Um, it's been a lot of, like, catching up and, like, meetings and checking in on each other and a very supportive atmosphere at that, so, like, that's been really great. Um, but personally, um, I've been doing a lot of writing and, um... Oh, yeah? What are you I, writing? Yeah, um, I, mostly music. Um, I've been Ooh. doing... Yeah, I've been doing some live streams on, uh, Instagram and now Facebook Live, and, um, that is mostly my original songs that I've been developing and writing over the past, like, year and change at this point, and that's been really great, and I've been, like, really, like, floored at the amount of support that's come through on that, um, and, uh, it's, that's kept me inspired, and kind of, like, I mean, since there's so much time on my hands, even with working from home and all that stuff, (laughs) like, there's time to, like, write down ideas and, like, seedlings and, like, let those sort of incubate and see how those develop, and, um, yeah, that's been really exciting, and, Unfortunately, like, a few other things have been put on hold, but, um, I feel like I've been making the most of, like, what I've been able to do, so live streams are still going on, um, as well as, like, live streams of a bunch of other friends who are, like, musicians and artists and stuff, so I'm really proud to support my friends in this time. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on other than, like, or, like, what else, like, I have been, like, up to since December, like, other than, like, work, sleep, audition, repeat. And are even, you still, like... Are uh, are you still with your significant other? Yes, I am, oh, yes. Yeah, okay, listeners. Yeah. I literally, I, I, I don't know how I dis... Oh, I know what happened. We were planning a trivia night, and Ian asked if he could have a guest, and I was like, oh, who's your guest? Ian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was another Moira so, Rose. Dave, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If you love um, fruit wine as much as I do. Iconic. <laughs> um, that's like, that was the moment. Um, but yeah, um, that's been going really well. Um, what's nice is that we've been able to like see each other on weekends since the shelter in place thing has started. So Amazing. we're very careful and clean and stuff. But um we uh, spend weekends at each other's place, and we just hang out, and we get work done, and we watch TV, and it's really nice. And um, as of this episode, it'll be about six months, so, um, oh, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, here's it's, what happens, pretty listeners. Wild. I'm a little bit pissed, but happy too, because here's the thing, right? The moment we end the show, and there's exciting news, and I move across the country to do a show... Ian meets somebody. Okay, I I just, I want the tea all the time. I just want to, like, revel in the drama of it all. So when I found out that Ian had been dating someone for nearly half a year, I was like, where the fuck was I? I was so jealous that I didn't know. I, I was jealous of the of the person I oh. could have been that knew. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's funny. You can't like, I mean, Claire and I are recording remotely now, so she can't even see that I'm doing like my silent laugh and like <laughs> gripping myself because like, I'm just like so bad at the whole thing. Like, even just to tell like my friends like that I've known for ages at this point is like, uh... How do I bring this up? I don't even know how to address this topic, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really happy for you because no one deserves happiness more than the nice guy. And you, oh, my friends, shucks. you're the nice guy. You are I can't Charlie believe Brown. I just said aw shucks in response to that. Thank you. Um, I, literally, I hadn't even heard you say aw shucks before I called you Charlie Brown. Is that the weirdest? That's amazing. That's that I wild. like t- this. This day has been completed. We're done here. <laughs> okay, and that was the thing that happened this week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right, are we ready to go to this week's thing? Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. Should I sing the theme song? Please. Okay, here we go. 
The thing that happened this week. Yay! Yeah. All right. Cue the music. Claire Manship. Yes. Tell us what happened this week. Oh my goodness, Ian. I have never been more overjoyed to hear you ask me that question. Wow. I really missed you. Okay. So this week I went on a little adventure and got a COVID antibody test. Ooh, what was that like? Okay. So, well, I will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's what happened. Because I had, I was presumed positive for coronavirus about seven, eight weeks ago. And I had the symptoms, so I figured, you know, it was safe to say that I had it. Um, And I'm immunocompromised, so I thought about getting tested at the time to confirm that I had coronavirus COVID-19. Um, But I didn't have an emergent case, and I know, you know, just we've heard it from every corner of the globe, that if you don't have an emergent case and you can write it out at home, you should, because especially here in New York City, the tests were very scarce. They still are. And so I decided not to get tested. I was presumed positive. Flash forward to this past week. On Friday, so a week uh, since today, today is uh, May 15th that we're recording, So uh, a week ago, I hadn't been on the subway in seven weeks. It was very exciting. It was super weird down there. But I will say that the train cars were extremely clean. Good. Yes, since since we're disinfecting these days. Um, (laughs) Ah. Oops, I said it. Um, Okay, so I had to go down to the Upper West Side to West 100th and Broadway because that was the closest urgent care that takes my insurance. And so I uh, got on the subway and I went down there and I had scheduled an appointment. And when I got there, there was no one there. It was me, the receptionist, and two physician's assistants. That was it. And so, and I'm sure there was probably a doctor on site further back in the office, but like I was just getting blood work done. So I only saw the PAs, but regardless, I showed up first. I had to, (laughs) the receptionist is like, Hey, welcome to Northwell. I went to a Northwell health, go health, urgent care place. Um, Because City MD doesn't take my insurance. Those bastards. Those bastards. That's That's just flat out ignorant. It's the, it's the worst. I mean, it's, they, they're everywhere, but they won't take my insurance and my insurance is like state insurance. It's insane. So anyway, so I went to Northwell, which they've taken good care of me because that's where I had my surgery last year at Lenox Hill, which is like part of that same medical group. So I feel well taken care of. I go there and the first thing that happens is the receptionist is like, Hey, can I get your ID and your insurance card? And I brought alcohol wipes with me for my hands but then I realized that I was about to hand him things that like in my wallet like I ran out of gloves a few weeks ago so then I had to like figure out how to like alcohol down the things I was pulling out of my wallet and then I had to like alcohol the counter where I set them down and then I had to like hold my ID with a pinch of alcohol wipe so that he didn't have to touch where my hands had touched it was like a whole mess like Right. As soon as I entered a medical facility, I was like, oh no, I am touching everything. Everything's contaminated. I've ruined it all. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I was like, like, I've killed somebody (laughs) that hasn't even come in yet. Like I I was, I was really freaked out. So I just like, I was glad that I thought ahead to like bring alcohol with me. But so then, you know, he registers me, we go into the room and then (laughs) the first PA comes in and he's like, Hey, okay, I'm going to take your vitals. He takes my vitals. I'm anemic ever since I had surgery last year. And so uh, it was like good news. My blood pressure was high enough that we could take the sample, which was fantastic. And uh, and he was like, when was the last time you had water? Okay. Since we've been in quarantine slash shelter in place, it's weird. Like the weeks feel very long, but the days fly by. Like right now it's two in the afternoon and I feel like I woke up 10 seconds ago. Like I don't, I, like where does the time go? See, it's so funny because I've been feeling the exact opposite. Oh, how do like, you feel? I feel like my days are like steady. Like some are faster than, than others. Some are like mega slow, but like 
and of course I mark this by like when I'm seeing my girlfriend on the weekends, but like even today I'm already like, holy crap, it's already been like five days. Like that's, Mm. that's fast. So yeah. Yeah, I see. I mean, it's valid, right? It's like time is a construct and right now, like I don't, I don't even know what it's, there's no way to build it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's bananas. I, because I'm hearing not only from you but from other people that like the concept of time however people are sensing it is warped from what's normal it's not you know like all feelings are valid in that department but I think like right. regardless of how anyone is sensing it like it doesn't feel normal that's for sure mm-hmm. so he's like when was the last time you drank water and I he was like have you had water today and I was like yes and he was like when was the last time you had water okay my appointment was at 4.15 in the afternoon. The last time I had water was like 10 in the morning at breakfast. And like, it was not real water. It was like hot bean water, coffee, not really drinking water kind of situation. <laughs> so, so I was like, um, it was, oh, oh, it was 10 this morning. He's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's 4.30 at this point. He's like, you need to have some water before we can do this. So I had to sit there in the urgent care alone in the room (laughs) and not touch anything and just drink a giant cup of water. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I felt like a little kid like that fainted on the choir in like choir practice or something like. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, just like I went to the nurse. So (laughs) (laughs) So then after I drank some water, they gave me a minute. I got the test and uh, the results came back a couple days later. Uh, and I, my body did not create antibodies. Now there's a, there's a number of ways that this could be read. One is that the test for antibodies are not a hundred percent accurate. They're better at some places than others. They're screened differently at some places than others. The other option is that because we don't understand the virus as much as we would like to, the possibility is that there there's a possibility that my body could create antibodies like down the road. But since it had been six, seven mm. weeks since I was contagious, it's uh, with most other contagious viruses, like I, it's my understanding that I would have built antibodies by that point. There's a chance that I didn't have it, but I will say that like I definitely had the telltale signs. Right. So that, that's another possibility. I'm just throwing them all out there so that we don't get like mail to this week's thing at gmail.com. That's like, well, did you think of this? Because trust me, <laughs> I'm hearing it on social media for sure. Ugh, yeah. Um, the, the chief, the, the most likely option, outcome, whatever you want to say about it, is that I'm immunocompromised and that my body just didn't know how to make antibodies for this virus because I've never had SARS and I've never had a strain of COVID before. So with someone who has a, a, you know, a weak immune system and, and difficulty like fighting diseases and like prone to infection, it's very likely that my body just didn't know how to make it. And so it couldn't do it. Um, which is frustrating, but I feel like it's important for me to have that information as well. It's not like I, like I didn't learn anything, you know what I mean? So, right. Uh, that is the thing that happened to me this week, and I'm really grateful that there are so many essential, amazing, frontline healthcare workers trying to, you know, keep us safe. And, um, stay home, everyone. Wash your hands. Miss you. Stay home, wash your hands, get a mask. Get a mask, honey. What do you think about these people who think that the mask thing doesn't apply to them? Because it's real pissing me off. That's, like, I don't, I don't understand where that comes from. Like, it's, it's, I, I, I just don't know. Like, it's just really dumb to me. Do you know what makes me the most mad? Tell me. Runners. Okay, I love. Yeah. Runners and joggers. Okay, I love that you're getting out there, that you're staying physically fit, that you are, like, getting some vitamin D. Like, I am all for it. And I understand that it's very hard to breathe with a mask on when you're, like, running. That being said, if there's people around, you do have to pull the mask up over your nose. You do. And just because you're running by at a faster speed than I'm walking doesn't mean that you can come within six feet of me. I will say, like, the hopeful part, like, one of the, like, small glimmers of hope is, like, I've seen a lot more masks out on sale. And I have Mm. a cloth mask that is, like, 
like kind of like your gold standard in a way like the cloth ones are like what you want Uh but i also have a series of like the surgical masks that you can use like a couple times before you have before you should dispose of them right and when i wear those like more like those surgical masks i don't have a problem breathing like i barely notice it like i don't understand like with now the availability of them why you can't just play ball essentially right i mean i understand like resources are scarce and it's not for us to police people especially like sure color i feel like are definitely (laughs) victims of some major like (laughs) misplaced aggravation by police like there's just there's Absolutely. There, yes. Like, bottom line, you know, this podcast believes in Black Lives Matter, but a hundred percent. That being said, like, I, I am very overwhelmed at like how many different sectors of society need to address so many different parts of these mandates. Like, you can gather, but you can't gather. But you can gather in certain groups, but not with these certain groups, or not with people outside your household. You can go right. outside for a walk with a mask, but you must like, but you don't have to wear a mask if there aren't any people around. But if there are people around, you need this certain kind of mask. It's like there's so many different versions of it, and living in. Harlem, I need like a listicle, like exactly. I need like a BuzzFeed list, like that's digestible and like breaks it all down for me, like. That just lays out all the nuances right there. Like, just, like, lay it out for me, please. Yes, yes. Cuomo, I, where are you at? Cuomo. Daddy Cuomo, honey bun. <laughs> I love him, Daddy Cuomo. <laughs> I will say, though, like, I, I brought up, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff just to say that, like, we live in Harlem, and I'm sure you know, and the listeners at home know that, like, black culture is a huge part of our community and our neighborhood, and, like, it just... I wish that instead of attacking people, they would explain it to us better. And those that, mm. and you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's like, it's like you always get a warning before you get a ticket. So why, like a speeding ticket? So why like cite people or get angry at people for spending time together or not socially distancing when you didn't tell everyone like all of the rules right. in, a, in a way that they could either one understand or two was readily available to them there are just some people who don't have internet like that's that, sh- yeah oh yeah absolutely huh. and it's like i live like a few blocks from a library that's closed so mm. i can't imagine like what it's like to be probably one of my neighbors who may not have internet and their closest source is not available to them right like like i'm very lucky that way like Holy crap. I will say more often than not, the people who are violating any of the mandates or any of the requirements for covering their faces or social distancing, more often than not, I notice that they are privileged, wealthy white people. And I... Yep. It's just... It's so disheartening to me that these rules apply to you until you decide that they just don't. That's the whole... I feel like that's like the crux of it all. Yes. Oh, man, like you, I can't even like explain it like any better than you just did. Thank you. I mean, I didn't mean to like get on a soapbox about it, but I, and it probably, I mean, I'll listen back to this and like try to edit it into making more sense than it probably just did. But I think it's just, I'm so lit and livid about it day to day that it's hard for me to even enjoy a social distance walk because I worry that I'm going to turn the corner and someone's going to be there. Like I just. Right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I just, I'm... And, like, I'm seeing that shit, like, in my grocery store. Yes! Like, th- tangent number one, um, I was in, like, my local grocery store recently, and there was this young white man A young who, white man? Yes. Was um, he cis and straight as well? I'm sure he was. I didn't take the time to engage, <laughs> but um, this guy walks in with a Starbucks cup, like, in his mouth, like no. his mask is hanging off one ear and he's walk I'm waiting in line and it's crowded and so I'm very much on high alert. Yes. And like not even necessarily for me but for like the myriad other people that are not 
like that don't look like me that like are maybe more high risk maybe more disenfranchised because of like lack of privilege what have you yeah and this dude is walking around sans mask and like touching things drinking his drink and the like the best part about it was that he had a columbia med sweatshirt on no so, uh... so this guy is either in med school or works for Columbia Medical, or both, some combination there within, and is just like, nah. Just a callous disregard for other people and their feelings and their needs. Like, how selfish can you fucking be? Like, right. Like, not wearing gloves, like, the whole ugh. shebang. Now, I understand not wearing gloves from time to time because those are even more scarce than masks are at this point because you can make a mask out of a lot of things. You cannot make your own gloves in the same way. Valid. That's valid. You know valid. what I mean? But just like yeah. to make an effort, like when I don't have gloves available, I still like will pull my arm up in a sweatshirt to touch a doorknob or something like just to see that someone's making an effort. And when someone like that guy you were describing is just walking around like, who gives a fuck? I don't, you know, it's not, not my problem. Like, right. You know what like I mean? Like a hearty like, fuck you. Yeah, just not even making any effort. No effort at all. It's just so selfish. I mean, yeah. ugh. Right. Well, that, that's ended. it. Yeah. The, the first, first tangent. tangent. Yes. Um, well, thank you for listening to that. And I'm very excited to listen back because I feel like I just had like, like my... I got so angry for a moment that I like blacked out a little bit. <laughs> I, just, like... I was here for it though. Like <laughs> good for you for being to, able to articulate stuff that like, I just don't know how to a lot of the time. So like, thank you for like being like the, this week's soapbox. Oh my gosh. Well you, I mean, it's really your wokeness that inspires me. <laughs> oh, shucks. You are one of my wokest friends by far. <laughs> uh, I try. It's um, a process. Oh my, it's always a process. We're going through it. Um, okay, so are you ready, Ian Brodsky? I guess I am. I guess you are. Let's cue the music. Ian J. Brodsky. Present. There he is. <laughs> Missed you, buddy. Missed you. What happened to you this week? Oh man, so... Something that I have been getting back into for, like, the first time, and we'll call it, like, seven, eight years, has been yoga. Um, Ooh. Yeah, um, I did it quite a bit in college, and, like, this was also, like, I'm going to interrupt myself. Um, because my apartment faces the street, like, I'm sorry in advance, listeners, for the sirens and the ice cream trucks and, like, the motorcycles, any sort of, like, outside noise that breezes past me. Um <laughs> You're not you're not going mental. Um, it's just my it's just my geography. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've gotten back into yoga um, because I did it like quite a bit in college, and it was just really great. And um, what's been nice about this whole thing is taking those ten to fifteen to twenty minute intervals of time just for yourself, mm-hmm. and. I have been checking out Yoga with Adrian. Ha- I highly recommend. Um, a friend of mine turned me on to her. And what I found this week, which was very much needed at a certain point, was yoga for anxiety. Now, it is a... What? Yes. Highly recommend. It calmed me all the way the fuck down. Oh, and- my God. The fact that this even exists and I haven't heard of it is like, wow. Okay, it's, I'm riveted. Like, I don't love, like hyperbolic phrases like it's life-changing but like this really (laughs) impacted me like um what she has yoga with adrian like she has all these targeted practices so it could be yoga for waking up winding down for stress for um weight loss um back problems what have you the siren is also not where you are um and (laughs) i just the way that that sounded, I can't see Ian's face right now. That really made me laugh. The like, it's for your anxiety. It's for weight. It's for back problems. This siren is not where you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fluid, Ian. You are the host with the most. I try. Um, you know, it's. I feel like I've, I've found my rhythm over the past X amount of years. Um, four years we've been doing four this show, years. Ian. One presidential term. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I will leave it at that. We were that. so hopeful when this show started. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Parks and Rec was still on the air. Like... Oh, God. Anyway, um, but I found... I, like, I was just having, like, a bit of an anxious moment, and, um, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't want to watch TV, I don't want to listen to music, I don't want to play music, like, what do I want to do? Like, what, how am I going to sort of approach this? And Mm -hmm. so I just googled yoga for anxiety, and of course, this practice was the first one that came up, and I loved it. It is so much about breath and stretching, and it's very low impact, it's pretty much hands-free, so you sit there and like you do these stretches and these breathing exercises for like 15 minutes and it at least for me it worked it was great and i just spent the rest of my day straight chilling i have been like recommending it to people like sort of just as i casually scroll through the social medias and see like i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling a little worried i'm feeling this like it's it's been like that specific video has been really really great and like it's from three years ago too so like it's wild that it's like so relevant and needed right now so that has been my that has been my big thing this week has been finding this yoga practice to decompress and just to breathe and ultimately feel better that is amazing ian i'm so happy for you that you found that yeah me too isn't it wild that you can just Google anything? Like, do you, like, sometimes it fucks up my head a little, like, it blows my mind a little bit if you think about it, where you're just like, huh, you know what I really want right now? A yellow poncho with pink umbrellas on it. And it's and there. And like, uh, yeah, and then you just type that into Google, and 25 people are selling different versions of that weird thing. Like, yep. it always exists. Yep. It always exists. Yep. It does. It's so crazy. So how long have you been doing this practice now? Um, I think it's been like two weeks since I started like doing the yoga stuff. Like, I think I was just like bored one day and like figuring out ways to keep active in my own home. Um, and, uh, I remembered yoga with Adrian because my friend had, uh, suggested it. And then, um, yeah, it's been a nice like morning ritual a few times a week for me. And I just sort of think about like, well, what do I want to do today? And, like, a lot of times it's just kind of, like, a sort of waking up the body and, like, full body flows and stuff, and it's been great. Like, I I, I highly recommend it, and, like, there's a, a reason why she has, like, 7 million subscribers on YouTube now. Like, it's great. Oh, yeah. So, highly recommend She's it. She's killing it. She is. Like, I can't imagine, like, what a boon this quarantine has been for her business. <laughs> well, she's killing it, and so are you, Ian Brodsky. So are you, Claire Manship. Thank you so much. Of course. I really appreciate it. Whenever All right. I get grateful, I turn into an Italian, apparently. <laughs> it's a new character. It really is. Oh my goodness, we haven't heard from Brenda in a while. Oh man, how's our girl? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brenda loves quarantine, but hates phase one. Oof. <laughs> Brenda loves Daddy Cuomo, but hates his brother. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> tea. Do you know I think at one time Brenda had a different name that we just forgot? <laughs> that sounds Wasn't right. Her name like Deborah Van something. Brenda, I think it was Brenda. Brenda Van, I don't know. I don't know what I named her, but wow. It's been a while since I've done a character on oh, the show. Oh, man. Brenda's back, baby. Brenda's back, baby. Um, okay, are we ready for the quiz? Oh man, let's quiz it up. Hell yeah, Ian Brodsky. All right, quiz time. Yes. What, what? All right, Claire. Yep. What are you obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with a cover of Billy Joel's Just the Way You Are by Austin Giorgio. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yes, I love it. It just has such good vibes. So Austin Giorgio is um, a, like, modern jazz singer that I discovered on TikTok. I didn't discover him, but, like, I first found his music on TikTok. But, like, he's, you know, he's, like, verified, like, a famous person. Um, 
But he just released a couple of weeks ago a version of Billy Joel's Just the Way You Are that he updated for like 2020 top 40 vibes. Ooh. And I really love it. Like normally I feel like someone like Billy Joel is like untouchable a little bit for me. Right. But it was so well made. I was like, all right, snaps for Austin. Like, <laughs> Right. So that is what I'm obsessed with. Ooh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, question number two. Queen yeah. for a day. You, Claire, as as always, you are queen for the day. <laughs> what is your one decree? If I was queen for a day, my one decree would be that every teenage boy has to read Twilight, the entire series. Wow. What sparked that one? Okay. Well, first off, I just looked at it, and uh, it's next to me on a bookshelf. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. So I just, you know, needed some inspiration. But it occurred to me as soon as I looked at it, like, what an incredible, like, series that was so transformative for the women that are my age, like, for millennial teenagers when we Mm. were in high school. Right. It was just such a huge piece of culture, but it was also, like, a sexual awakening. And I know that people like made fun of it and still do for such a long time. I will say that I am the excited for Stephanie Meyer's Midnight Sun to come out, which is Twilight from the perspective of Edward. I've already read part of the manuscript and I love it. Um, but it would have just explained to dudes that were the same age as us why we were so obsessed and what they could do to like up their dating game Mm. like the thing that team edward loves about edward is that he's from a hundred years ago so he like is just super romantic and thoughtful and like i i just think that would be something that that guys could benefit from cool so for our male listeners you need to pick up a copy right now aka order it or actually don't order it um, get an ebook because we're mm, right. Fair. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number three: yeah. What are you watching and listening to? Well, I have that big Moira Rose energy, so I am about to finish the final season of Shit's Creek, which um, took me three different times to get into. It really is like it's an incredible show but it it doesn't really hit its premise until the beginning or middle of season two um is that yeah is that final season on netflix at this point it is not i've been having to buy it through itunes but that is how much i love this show that i'm actually spending three dollars an episode to watch it solid (laughs) awesome at that point, I probably could have just subscribed to Pop on a cable subscription, but you know. <laughs> also valid. Also a good point. I also just recently watched the Michelle Obama documentary Becoming on Netflix, which is unfucking believable. And she is so classy and gorgeous and just a wonderful leader, a wonderful representation for young women everywhere, for people really anywhere. Um, and. I mean, I, like, sobbed, like, five times. And, like, three of those were in the first ten minutes. <laughs> like, I just, I miss them so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> and uh, what am I listening to? Catching up with My Favorite Murder. I'm also catching up with um, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, NPR Politics. Um, I've been getting into um, Justin Bieber and Quavo with their single Intentions. I was also listening to um, Doja Cat's new album. Pretty much anything that's trending on TikTok is what gets stuck in my head. Right. And I will also say that recently I've been really into the Sophia the First theme song because that is also very popular on TikTok. And it is catchy as hell. That is a catchy fucking song. All right. I was a girl in the village doing all right. Then I became a princess overnight. It's like so catchy. (laughs) Isn't that like a Nick Jr. show? Uh, Disney Junior, yeah. Disney Junior, got it. I was, I, I knew it was one of those two. Um, yes. Right. So those are all the things that I am watching and listening to as of yet. Awesome. Um, question number four, and I know I can't uh, hold you accountable on this necessarily, but who was the last person you texted, aside from me, no cheating? <laughs> well, I can't even look because you're on the phone and I'm holding the phone to my ear. So oh, yeah, that's a good point. you can hold me accountable. You're holding me accountable vis-a-vis the phone. Valid. Um, the last person i texted um it was my friend will 
and I was helping him with some Zoom stuff. Ooh. Yes, because I I have had to spend a lot of time on Zoom meetings, Zoom conference calls, Zoom hosting, Zoom room yep. personal ID bullshit. Yep. And uh, he had a quick question for me. Hmm. Cool. Um, yes. Final question, favorite question of the week. Who uh-huh. is one person, living or dead, who you would like to wish well this week? I would like to wish well Madame Curie. Ooh, okay. Marie Curie. What a hard name to say, Marie Curie. Right. Marie, Is it Marie Curie or is it, no, it's Marie Curie. That's, That's how really I always said it, yeah, Marie Curie. Yeah, because they, they're... You would think they end the same, but they have two different inflections. Right. Um, Madame Curie. I have never had more respect for people who create vaccines <laughs> than I do now. Tell them. And em. it makes me... Uh, it, yes. It makes me so sad that she died of radiation poisoning Oof. as a result of her work. But, like, how fucking selfless could you possibly be to sacrifice your life not only your life's work and all your time and energy, but your actual physical life to save the lives of millions of other people. Now billions that have benefited from her work. Hero. Um, yeah, no, straight up, she is the 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 OG essential worker. Oh, yep, yep, that's it. <laughs> so I am grateful for the work of Madame Curie, and I wish her well. Awesome. Thanks so much. I thought it was a fun quiz. It was. All right. Your turn, Ian Brodsky. All right. Hit me. Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? I'm obsessed with The Sims 4 because in addition to yoga... (laughs) (laughs) You would be. I know. (laughs) The Sims 4 has been like my one constant this quarantine. Like, it is just so like soothing and chill. And at this point, like... I have played with, like, a dynasty of a family that's, like, five generations in right now. (laughs) They're all doing great. They're all very successful. They're all very high in their careers. Um, They've they've moved from the city to the suburbs and back. Like, they're really thriving. And um, it's just really great to see um, such good things happen for such good people, even if they're not real. Um, (laughs) They're doing all that we can't do. Yes, yeah. Um, do you have your Sims do the woohoo? Of course. Oh, you have your Sims woohoo. Okay. My friend Sam and I were just talking about this because her fiance, Max, my sweet best friends, Max and Sam, are getting married soon. And Sam and I were agreeing that the best part of Sims is to have them do the woohoo. And Max was saying that was weird. Why? No, that's that's that, that's humans, baby. Like They need the woohoo. They need the woohoo. Yes. Like, I mean, you. if you want them to have like a like a healthy like adult romantic relationship, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Do you ever have them pee themselves? Not on purpose. Sometimes but it happens. It happens because sometimes they just don't respond to like what I'm asking them to do and I'm like, "Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. There is a toilet 20 feet away from you. Go to the bathroom." And they just don't. And <laughs> It's... They shake their arms and do that exclamation point asterisk and yeah. sand in the air, and then they pee themselves, and then you have to make them clean it up. Yeah, and then they, and then also you have to make them take a shower immediately afterwards because they peed themselves, so now they're fucking dirty. Ugh, the worst. So so difficult these Sims. Why can't they just do things for themselves? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Selfish dicks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's that's them Sims. Um, and I love them, and they're all perfect. The Sims do be like that, though. <laughs> they do. <laughs> um, okay, question number two. King for a day, mm. what is your decree? Mm. I think my decree would be that everyone takes a 30-minute shift on their rooftop to have a good time. Ooh, yeah. I like that, Ian. Right? Like, like, sign up on the waiting list. Like, you pick a time slot. Like, if you have like if you live with your family or a significant other or roommates what have you like you can go as a group but like just take 30 minutes go up especially now like the day we're recording it's like 75 degrees and sunny out it's beautiful like today is it's the perfect gorgeous. day for that and like you have a rooftop that you can access right 
Yeah, our super is the fucking coolest. Shout out to my super George. I'm obsessed with him. He unlocked and de-alarmed both of the rooftop accesses so we can go on both sides of the building. Uh, amazing. He's so, so sweet and thoughtful because he knows we're like prisoners here. Yeah, like- <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. He's woke. He's he's with it. He's with it. Yeah. He so- passes the vibe check, as the kids say. Yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and yeah, so that would be my decree. I love that. I love that, Ian. You are so thoughtful. Mine was like, make all the boys read vampire fiction. <laughs> hey, that's that's like, what's how great. How about everybody like do something for themselves? That's like- what's that's what's great about this quiz is that there's no wrong answer. <laughs> there is none. There is none. There really isn't. Um, Ian Brodsky, what are you watching and listening to mm. this week? Um so as far as watching, um, Claire, you would be so proud of me because I have started Gilmore Girls from the beginning. Um, Thank God. Thank and God. Like I, I since we had recorded, like started recording this show, um, I'd like seen a few episodes in passing, and I always like enjoyed it. Um, but my girlfriend is a big Gilmore Girls fan, and like went to the uh, festival and everything. And um, shut up, she went to Gilmore Fest. Yeah. Shut the fuck like, up. I'm literally... Okay, she and I need to have a whole conversation oh, yeah. from this. Because, you two wow, would love each I other. I need to ask her all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, I'd been watching it with her, and then, like, one day I was bored, and I was like, I'm just gonna... Like, she and I had been watching, like, season six, season seven episodes, so, like, I mm-hmm. had been jumping in at random points, and so I decided to, like, jump in from the beginning. So I'm about... I'm a few episodes into season three right now. Um, and, okay. of course, like, I... I stand Kelly Bishop because chorus line hive forever. Um, yes, and I'm she trying found to... her mother's earrings in the car. Mm, yeah, a woman who wasn't her mother, right? Exactly, that's yes. it. Yeah, but it wasn't something you'd want to discuss. Um, yes, it really, it really isn't. <laughs> and and in exchange, um, my girlfriend just finished Brooklyn Nine Nine, and now she's going through Parks and Rec. So I've been rewatching some of that. Um, Amazing. Yeah, and as far as listening to. Um, Still on my podcast game with Keep It and um, What a Day. Um, and then music-wise, I've been going through like music that I passively liked or that I knew I would have loved when I was like 15 years old and kind of been going through those artists. So revisiting The Killers and OK Go and like, mm. I mean, still Vampire Weekend, but like that kind of vibe, um, <laughs> this like alternate vibe, alternate rock vibe from like 2007. Um that very much like like Regina Spector, like old Ben Folds, like going through like some old classics. That has been really great. I love that. Do you know yeah. I saw a girl today that was wearing a Coheed and Cambria shirt, Ooh. and I was like, "Whoa, is it 2005? Amazing!" Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I live for it. Um, also, speaking of Gilmore, this is tangent number two. Ian, now that you're at the beginning of season three, uh. Are you team Dean or are you team Jess? You know, it's funny because like going into it, I knew that I'd have to think about this and I'm still not sure. Like, okay, what, what do, what do you, what are your pros and cons for Dean? I like that Dean is loyal and that he's just an all around like nice dude for the most part. Mm -hmm. But then he like, but then there's that arc and like spoilers for Gilmore Girls if you haven't seen it already, but then like... (laughs) There's that arc in season two where he's just kind of like clingy and jealous and paranoid and that's not a good look. And, um, yes. and like Jess is just kind of an ass, but there's so much that's right about him for Rory that like, that like that, not that it balances it out. So like I lean towards Dean just because I'm like, I just, I, I just like want the protagonist to like have an easy, like significant other, like someone that just like is not like too like broken down um right but i i still don't know like the jury's out on that one still um yeah who are what team are you on remind me (laughs) i am team logan for the series which you haven't met logan yet i have though just like from what i've seen in the past and passing yeah but i'm team jess overall particularly after year in the life i think logan is the best fit for rory as a boyfriend but i think team jess is the most redeemable best character obviously you'll see his arc and then when you get to year in the life it will all make sense sure um if it doesn't already (laughs) um i will say i mean friend of the pod kevin t porter one of the gilmore guys the gilmore guys have a theory that kevin is 
pretty chiefly, like, attached to, that uh, Dean was smart. They really dumbed down Dean after Jess is introduced. Because when we first meet Dean, right, he, like, the first thing we hear him say is he recognizes something from Rosemary's baby. Oh, right. You know, and then as soon as, like, we meet Jess and Rory has a bad boy phase, it's like Dean needed to not be as cultured, as interesting, right? Like, Right. So I, I think that... I think there would be a lot more people who are team Dean if they had given, if they had just kept him. There can be more than one person that's into film or books or whatever. Of course, right. Yeah. Right. But they, they really wanted to like mark a distinction between the two guys. So I'll be interested to see what you think um, after season three. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, thus endeth the The second second tangent. tangent. Yes. Uh, okay, Ian Brodsky, where are we now? Uh, question number four, who was the last person you texted that was not me? No cheating. Um, it was my buddy Gabe. Um, he's a good friend of mine from... Hey Gabe. Yeah, hey Gabe. Um, he's a good friend from work, and um, he's been like... We've worked together on a couple things. He's in my upcoming web series, and um, today we were texting each other during like a, a, like basically a Zoom work meeting. Um, and we were just texting each other on the side because we were both like laughing at each other's reactions to things. And yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good dude. Uh, highly recommend. That's amazing. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 would say Gabe is acceptable. (laughs) Two thumbs up. Amazing. And question number five, one person living or dead whom you may or may not know that you would like to wish well this Mm. week. Um, this is a duo. I'm going to wish well my friends Zach and Shannon. Um, hey, uh, Zach and Shannon. Hey, Zach and Shannon. I think you might have met them at my last birthday, Claire, but... um, Yes, I did. But not only are they just so friggin' cool, but what they've been, like, really generous about over the past year now is um, Zach works for a company that's attached to Daddario, which makes strings for instruments. So I have not, yeah, I have not paid for guitar strings for over a year now because they just, they just donate to me like these beta tested ones or like these discontinued ones. And so like on a whim, I texted Shannon recently, Hey, you got any spare guitar strings? LOL. Like, I don't expect them to do that. Like, especially since like it had always been something where like we happen to meet up. So she happens to like have them and gives them to me. Not only right. did they send me guitar strings, they sent me three sets and a bag of chocolates in the oh, mail. My God! So, holy Can you shit! Turn this into a menage a trois. Could you be a thruple? I mean, I if I weren't already in a serious relationship, I would highly consider it. Oh my God! Do you know what that just made me think of? What? Tangent number three, Ian, <laughs> the Tiger King. <laughs> Oh, the Tiger King. <sighs> oh, the Tiger King. That thruple wedding <laughs> is my favorite piece of reality television I have watched in the longest time. There... That shit was crazy. Like, I'm someone who does this a lot, but never have I ever so many times watched something and just went, what? What What was even going what? on? What? The, the part where... <laughs> the tiger bit off his arm and he went back to work the day what? after he had his his arm cut off. I, I, I just, I just, I just, I just. I just, I just, I just. I just. I just. Um, anyway, thus endeth the, the third, third tangent. tangent. Uh, wow. Okay. Thruples forever. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Your friends are so generous. They are, they are incredible and I'm eternally grateful. That is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, All right, Ian Brodsky, it's time for the plugs. Plug it in, plug it in. All right, so our show is the thing that happened this week. You can find us at thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag thisweeksthing. Uh, If you want to get in on the discussion, I feel like I forgot one of them. Mm. At thisweeksthing is our handle everywhere. There we go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There we go. We found it. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook at Ian. That took me a second to remember, but Facebook.com. It's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> right? Um, but <laughs> Facebook.com slash Brodsky Ian, um, Ian J. Brodsky.com because Ian Brodsky was taken. Um, 
you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram. And um, yeah, I think I, I think that's them's. What about you, Claire? I'm at womanship on Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok. At Claire Manship on Instagram, ClaireManship.com. Wait, you that got you got womanship for TikTok? I did. Yes, I did. Miss one hundred thousand followers. Mazel tov. Congratulations. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you. Just wait for next week. <laughs> Oof. Oh shit. Shit is going down. Okay. Um, but for now, that is our show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please send us your social media in uh, send us your social media. Write to us on social media. Write to us at this week's thing at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do. Um, so I guess that's it. I'm Claire Manship. I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that happened, that this, happened week. this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, we were so close. We were so close. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. That was a Dapper Devil production, say...